Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888 303-9136, 888-303-9136, 888-303-9136, 888-303-9136. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT-authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Do you want the best rates on term life insurance? Then remember this number, 800-989-1415. Protect your family with $250,000 or more in term life insurance coverage and save up to 75%. Rates are lower than they have ever been, so now is the best time to protect your family with quality term life insurance. Call now for your free quote, 800-989-1415. We'll shop the top-rated insurance companies to get you the best rates from companies you can count on. So don't wait any longer. Call now for the lowest rates ever and save up to 75%. Even if you have term life insurance, you can always add more coverage. If you don't, have term life insurance protect your family today. The call is free. Call Term Direct now. 800-989-1415. 800-989-1415. 800-989-1415. Do you know someone who has a drinking problem or drug addiction? Well, you know what comes next. If you or someone close to you has a bad drinking or drug problem and they have private health insurance, 
free help may be available. Call a recovering addiction specialist now at the Detox and Treatment Helpline. They'll help you get clean and sober and give you a total rehab in a beautiful five-star treatment facility. It's like a vacation, but a clean vacation. If you have private health insurance, quitting drugs, quitting alcohol, and getting sober is just a free call away. Sorry, we don't accept Medicare or Medicaid. Make this free, confidential call now before someone dies. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this Monday night for Marvelous Monday. Let me tell you how you can always find us, listen to our live programs and archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 515-605-9375. You can also listen at blogtalkusa.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can also find us in podcast form on Apple Radio, on iTunes, on Stitcher, pretty much any place you can find podcasts, you can find Blog Talk USA podcasts and Marvelous Monday. Okay, let's not delay any longer because we love Mondays. Let me give you over to my mom, your host for Marvelous Monday, the woman, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. Shirley. Ms. Rihanna, carry on for us. We're ending our Black Heritage Month program. So give me about 15 minutes. I'll be in my car. Yes, ma'am. Can you host for me? Thank you. Of, Of course. Absolutely. And welcome, Arthur Fleming. How are you? Well, how are y'all doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Dr. McKellar needs us to hold the fort down for a couple of minutes while she finishes up a uh, Black Heritage program that she's at. So so you and I can start off. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. So what are we doing tonight? It's always exciting. Oh, well, I think we've – I don't know who who we have. We've been having a lot of guests, so it wouldn't surprise me if we end up having guests. But okay. We can, yeah, we can uh, well, well, probably well, well, start well, well, off since we've had some – oh, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, I mean, third thing we can start off with, and, and the biggest thing, the biggest thing we got that's on my radar is, because I've been getting a lot of uh, contact from Bloomberg's, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so and, and so we're actually – at a point where we're we're we have to decide, now, and I'm, I'm primarily talking about black voters now. You know, we 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 have this moral authority mm-hmm. block that we use, and yes. and I feel like we've been assaulted. We've been assaulted with this man's money. I mm-hmm. think we're being tested. We're being tested uh, as far as whether we really believe. You know what I mean? Do we need right. to go get somebody? like the person we're trying to get rid of, to get rid of the person we're trying to get rid of. I mean, that's, you know, so that's something we got right. to really uh, contemplate going forward. Uh, and then and then, and then, another thing is we found out that uh, that the Russians are helping Bernie again. You know, they helped him last time. Yes. Last yes. last time, the Russians helped him last time. And I and I posted a month ago, and I mentioned on the show, I said, but when, when Bernie got that bump, and I said, I hope it's not a Russian, uh, you right. know, you know, bot form that's that, that's bumping him up. So based on just saying right. that, that uh, you know, that's what it looked like. So 
Uh, so I wanted to, well, so I wanted that, to yeah. kind of inhale that. So, yeah. Well, and that's that's another prong of the assault on uh, voters of color, in particular African American voters, because we know that last way that Russia helped for voters camp specifically targeting African American voters, encouraging well, them not to only stay that, home. Oh, go ahead. Never, never remember. Now remember, they're, they're also working the uh, race, race angle on, That's exactly on, right. on everybody. I mean, on white That's people exactly too. That's exactly right. I mean, it's been ran on white people too. I mean, I get they targeting us to suppress us, but they're also, you know, they're targeting white folks too. If you, you know, get y'all to buy into it, so I'm just saying. So it's a, you know, we're in a precarious situation right about now, as far as, uh, yes. you know, uh, you're trying to figure out what we're gonna do. Everybody, yes. everybody trying to figure out who to vote for and see. And again, Bloomberg, you know he, you know, you know it's like uh, things are going along. Folks are about to make up their mind. And then he decided he'd go in and just blow it up. So here we are, <laughs> big money, big money in the game. And so now we got to decide, you know, is he worth the money? Yes, yes, you know, absolutely. What do you think? What do you think? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Well, I totally agree with you. Um, on everything that you said, and I think that <laughs> the remedy for what we're experiencing right now, no matter how mm-hmm. well qualified they may be as a business person, and mm-hmm. you know, no matter whether or not you know they could go head to head on the whole "I'm a New Yorker, but I'm a real billionaire" thing, that's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. what any of this needs to be about at all. <laughs> and well, let me get another. We, Mm-hmm. Let me give you one more a quick perspective about the black vote. Please. Uh, uh, okay, now, 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 before, before now, I'll just say for now. Before now, uh, black folks, because you know we've always voted for racists, because that's all that was running. Uh, right. So, so you know, so that's not new. But now, right. But, but, and, and, and what we used to do was we would pick. You know, our thing was who, who was the least racist, who was the less racist. <laughs> exactly. So that was what we were picking from. Okay, but now, but now exactly, we are yeah. actual voting power. And, and yeah. So, 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 you know, so it's not a, not trying to pick the least racist person. Right. And so I think that we're going to have to really understand our power uh, in order yeah. to vote correctly. So we're going to be doing a lot of educating between now and November to try to get. Uh, yes. To try to get that done. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, for anyone out there who's a, you know, disaffected voter who thinks, oh, well, I may as well stay home, uh, in particular, uh, voters of color and African-American voters in particular, uh, if your vote was not extremely powerful, this, these target, you know, targeting ads and disinformation and, and stirring up racial division and all that stuff that the Russians are doing, that various entities on behalf of several candidates are doing. And, you know, all of this, they wouldn't be happening, Um, you know, because the bottom line is this is just the most important, one of the most important elections I could imagine in my lifetime, certainly. And obviously they're targeting voters who are extremely important in this. And it's just, like you said, um, there's you know there's actual choices and you know i don't even i don't even know i can't foresee how this is going to go i really can't well, well, I i'm think, terrified I, though I, well, well i think this i think actually i think this warren actually has a 
has an opportunity here. She's yes. a, she's a, she's a, she's the only one that I feel like could actually get something done, and she I don't agree. have all the excess baggage of all the rest of them. Right. Uh, right. And so, and so, and so, I think she's actually on the clean candidate that's in the that's in the running. So, I hope the people uh, check her out on Super Tuesday. And uh, right. So, so that's somewhere that's somewhere we can park our moral authority votes and not mm-hmm. and not feel like we're gonna get embarrassed later. Bloomberg, I don't right. know what he's gonna do. You know, he got you know, he he got you know, he got all that money. He's just running over folks <laughs> with his money. So, you know, yeah. What if he decide to run over us after he do all that? Right. Well, I, I, yeah, I heard a statistic uh, just today that uh, with just the advertising money he has spent in Michigan alone, he could have fixed the whole water thing in Flint and run several ads, uh, you know, that, that would have been just as effective as what he did. He spent, I believe, $500 million uh, in ads, and he could have spent fifty yeah. million to fix the Flint crisis, the water crisis. And, and I want to let you me. know, candidate Michael Cooper is on as well with us. Hey, Mike. Hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing? I love your topic. Hello, hello, hello. I want to jump in there too. Hi, 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 Mr. Mike Cooper. That's one of my great candidates that always comes to East Texas to see about us. And now I'm on. How are you guys doing? Good oh, evening, Marvelous Monday. Yes, go ahead, Mr. Mike. I'm doing wonderful. Yes, I was in East Texas Saturday night to Sunday morning. I, I left out of there by 2 a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I, I tell you, I tell everybody, if you want to win a statewide seat, you better come see about us in East Texas. And I tell you what, Mr. Michael Cooper has been coming to see about us in East Texas. We appreciate you. Amen. And we appreciate you guys, and we're on a winning team, a winning ticket. (laughs) Go ahead and talk to us tonight. I'm just listening in. Let me just share with you guys quickly that the city of Tyler just had its its Black Heritage Month program. It was amazing. On last year, they actually honored the Divine Nine, so uh, that was a kudos to you, Mr. Arthur, my fraternity brother. And then tonight they honored all the gospel um, artists, and so there were four groups, uh, church groups that sang various and sundry songs, and then they joined together in this mass choir, and it was amazing. So catch us on Facebook Live. But anyways, go ahead and talk to us about your campaign. I just wanted to share that Black Heritage Month program. But before we, and then if I can, if you allow me that opportunity to tell the people that this coming Saturday night, we will be leaving from Tyler, Texas. We have a chartered bus that's going to be uh, journeying out Thelma, Alabama, for the 55th uh, anniversary of Bloody Sunday. And as everybody across this nation knows, that the Edmund Pettus Bridge is going to be renamed uh, in the name of Congressman John Lewis. So we're taking some college students and we're taking some high school students. We have about a couple of three more seats left on that bus and anybody that wants to help a college or high school student to go there it's $150 round trip for the entire trip down to Selma and back so uh, we have a few seats available for anybody that wants to help help any of these students here in East Texas to be able to take that historical journey it's going to be an amazing trip we actually took it 
five years ago for the 50th, and we walked across that bridge with President Obama and all of those great leaders out of Washington, D.C., and people from everywhere that was there. And so we're encouraging those who can go, do go, because it's history in the making. And that's my story. So go ahead, Mr. Mike. Tell us why we should be voting for you. (laughs) Go ahead. That is a wonderful story, and I saw that, and I said, man, I need to fit that in my schedule. Matter of fact, what time are they marching Sunday morning? Is it Sunday morning? The, uh, the program begins at 09 o'clock, and it goes to 4.30. Uh, there will be a church service that morning. Then they're going to break for lunch, and then they're going to march that bridge uh, midday, and then it will continue with programs all the way until 4.30 with ferries from around the nation, and it ends at 4.30. Then we're going to hop back on the bus at 6 o'clock and head back to Tyler, Texas. Our bus is leaving from Tyler, Texas at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. Yeah. I saw that and just put my head down and weep. I told my team, I said, try to schedule that in some kind of way. But, uh, dear candidate, you're running in Texas. You can't leave us in Texas. I said, well, we need to hurry this program up. Tell them a whole lot of Texans are going to be down be down there. And so you got to get down there and wear your T-shirts. It's only for 24 hours, so tell them to excuse you to be out of the house for 24 hours. Absolutely. <laughs> Arthur's one of those team members that he would, if he saw me, he'd probably raise a bra. I was telling you. I, I, didn't I, know, I know he until, would. Oh, I know he would. Until 5 a.m. Sunday morning, ran, ran back to church. Wow. We also uh, laid the rest. Keep this Bobby family in, in, in your prayers. Uh, some of you know him. Okay. NAACP prior president, uh, she was interim for about seven months, and her husband's boss, Elliot Spivey, he's an aggressive man in the wheelchair. Uh, they said how sweet and nice he was, uh, and uh, he had no enemies in the world. I said, well, I beg to differ. I said he had one enemy, and that enemy was injustice. And if you were a friend of injustice, you were an enemy of his. And so uh, we laid him to rest on Saturday. So all and of that went on this weekend. Tell me again. Who is this? I missed that. Brenda, Which, Brenda Spivey was our uh, most Oh, I, president. yes, I know. Yes, I didn't yes, realize that you lost, lost her. Well, you know, we yes. lost an icon in our city as well, the late Mr. Freeman Sterling, who was on the board here. No. Of the, uh, board, yes, board for the, abruptly just died, just like abruptly. Uh, they think that he didn't had his, a heart attack. Uh, his wife? Didn't his wife just die not too long ago? Is that the same one? No, actually, he's divorced, so he's, he's not, he's okay, not okay, married. So no, okay, that's another one. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, okay, Freeman I, Sterling, I, okay. he was the president of uh, of the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity chapter here in Tyler and was recently uh, elected to the uh, city of Tyler TISD Board of Education. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was just amazing, uh, such a shock to the city. So his services will be Friday, excuse me, strike that Saturday at 11 o'clock here in Tyler, Texas. So we'll stay around for all of that. And, um, yeah, our our hearts, our hearts. You have a busy weekend coming up yourself then. That's Well, well, we're used to those. Uh, You know, that's that's the lay of the land, right? (laughs) We're used to that. Uh, So, um, yeah, yeah. But anyways, go ahead and talk to us about your campaign. Well, we, we've been on the trail. We've been on the road, uh, making all the high points. And matter of fact, uh, it, it's been so long now. Uh, last uh, weekend, I found myself in uh, Matamoros, uh, Mexico, 
Without a passport, I do not recommend that for anybody. Do not leave this country without a passport with this time that we live in. But uh, when I went yeah. to Brownsville, I did not realize that we were going to walk across and visit with 3,000 people that are walking in wow. hope. And, you know, it, it's amazing, you know, when you see these folks and then they're asking you questions and, and, and you can't tell them the reality of it is that only 1% of them are going to make it in. You can't tell them the truth. And I'm a pastor. I, I have a hard time with that. Uh, you know, and, and they look at the tent as if though there's hope, just a, a, a stone slow away, uh, thing that court is, ha- is happening, the high court is happening where judges are there uh, uh, ruling on their cases and their business, but nothing is happening. Nothing's in motion. There's no one in the tent. That No one's coming across. And, and, and before they started off with only four part, part, uh, parties. Now they have, it uh, look like about 100 port parties so at least that's been taken care of. But these folks are looking for the same thing we all are looking for, uh, uh, great education, uh, a way of life, uh, a great minimal livable wage, uh, uh, health care for all. They're, they're looking for this stuff because they think it, it's what's here in America, but they don't have any of that. And we're trying to build a point and get there, but they're just in hopes uh, of coming here. But while they're there, this is the thing that was amazing when, when I walked around 3,000 people. They were sweeping hard floors made of mud. They were picking up paper. They were keeping their area tidy. They were cutting hair. They were, uh, uh, they were bathing their children. Uh, they were feeding. The, some of the best food you can ever, ever can imagine has been cooked right there at the border. They're trying to keep their hope alive. They're trying to keep their dignity. But then you see a bicycle barricade. I asked the man that was doing the walking around. I said, what's that for? He said, oh, that's for the people when it gets dark at night because they take these children and they bring them into uh, human trafficking. Uh, The the young girls and young boys are being raped in the tents, snatched from their parents. So then they have a patrol of their own because they don't have any security. So the men will stay up and rotate in shifts to make sure that everything's okay. And then finally, uh, there was a, a church group created a light at the end of the uh, the camp so that they can have some type of light at night because they get afraid when the sun goes down because of the drug cartel. That is a word that do not even mention the cartel. They're afraid of even saying the word cartel. Hmm. Fear is oh, real. Goodness. Fear is real. And so, these, I mean, these are asylum seekers? Yes, and you know yes. Texas is, is not even a, a state of refuge. You can't come here anymore, and they're right. seeking asylum. And, and you know they run across the person is the crime is is coming into our country. So then That's they, they become criminals. So That's so it. I mean it's a they're in a lose lose situation here. And yes. so uh, and it's amazing. I, I call uh, Arthur Fleming my cut man, and he's always talking about we've lost our voice of moral authority. Where's the uh, the moral in that, and what's amazing, and I told him when I was on ABC News uh, last Wednesday when we had the great debate, and, and you know, they always want to create their own front runner, and, and I love when my brother Arthur was talking about Mike Bloomberg and what you were talking to my sister uh, about uh, the $50 million that could have fixed the, 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 the plant in uh, Flint, Michigan, could have fixed the yeah. issue, and yet he's spending $500 million. I mean, it, it is asinine, and it's ridiculous. I don't care which side of the fence you're on, Democrat, Republican. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Uh, yeah. we, we need to get money out of politics, 
and I said that on the stage. I don't care who I upset or who I make mad. We need to get money out of politics so we can bet our politicians to see who wants to get boots on the ground, get dirty. I think there's only one other person that's on that 12 list of folks that's on the wrongs of trying to become United States senators that went over to Mexico. There's only one other person that I know of that went over to Mexico, and, and they were there when I was there. And so that's the kind of person I want to see. That's the kind of person I want to endorse if I'm not the chosen. That's the kind of person, not the person that's going to buy their way in. I want to see dirty shoes. I want to see dirty heels if it's a woman. I want to see dirty stilettos. Matter of fact, the only red I want to see the bottom of your heel, and I don't have a problem if you got red heels, red shoes, is the, is, is the blood of our people that's being shed at the border. And yes. it's too much. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought this up and you humanized this issue for people because when we talk about it, sometimes we kind of end up, and certainly on the, the news, uh, they and yeah. listening to our politicians, they skim over yeah. the fact that rules and laws have been changed to set these people up so that they are criminals immediately when they simply come to seek asylum. Yeah. That that criminalizes them immediately right. right there. And that used to always be a civil issue, like a traffic ticket, right. for example, not a criminal issue. It should still issue. be a civil issue. That's it, right. It That's right. Any, it, it is a civil issue because they're looking yes. for a, a human way of living. We treat yes. dogs better than what they are being treated right now. Today, there was a young yes. man left our job. We let him leave on the clock to go rescue a dog that was homeless. <laughs> but yet we wow. want to spend time to let these people right. in, in our country to vet them. Only 3,000. Matter of fact, I know of 3,000 jobs that they can take right now and say that right. most people don't want the jobs that they're seeking. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's another issue. You know, we've got this guy in office who keeps counting these jobs numbers. Well, they talked about, they falsely claimed that the Obama administration was, quote, cooking the books on their jobs numbers. Yeah. They weren't. Right. They were using the formula that has always been used. But no longer is that the case. They are actually cooking the yeah. books now. They're not, they're not reporting the issue that has been created with these immigration policies and those jobs. Because issues, Absolutely. you know, a huge issue, a crisis has been created uh, by the treatment of immigrants and by booting people out who have served in our military and who have owned businesses for years uh, who were undocumented. This demonization and criminalization has just made the, you know, racism issues, xenophobia issues that we've always had exacerbated yet again. And yeah. it's all because they keep changing They've changed these rules to criminalize this behavior of seeking asylum in the country who is the one country who promised the rest of the world as a nation of immigrants that we would be a beacon of hope. And we slam the door and treat people this way and defund the process to get them through the courts. It's insane. So I'm so glad you, you mentioned this, and I'm so glad you went down to the border and to Juarez oh, absolutely. to tell us and, and about I'm going back. It's like a, I, I told I told them the same thing is this, is that whether I'm in or whether I'm out, I'm going to still be a voice for the people and all the people, not a, not a select group of the, of the people. Uh, matter of yes. fact, uh, our country was built on immigrants. They came yes. over here. That's how we created yes. this wonderful, <laughs> beautiful country. Right. Uh, uh, right. So, so we need to continue to remind ourselves. That, and then 
guess what happened when we didn't have jobs? Most of our males back in the day went into the military. Yes. Then when they didn't have jobs, when they came back from war, they created this thing called a business school. They yes. went to school for, in these business schools with GI bills. The government paid for it. Yes. It's amazing. We're talking about these things, and we're talking about we don't like socialism, we don't like Bernie Sanders, and we don't like this, and we don't like that. But our whole country built on socialism because yes. when they didn't have a job, they went to our militaries, came back, our GI bill paid for it, and they said, say, we have an Hazelwood Act. And then after that, when they retired after 20 years, they received their veterans' pay, which is wonderful. I'm okay with that. Then they received right. a loan, a, 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 a <laughs> right. VA loan to buy a home. Yes. That's to buy all a home. money mm-hmm. that's paid for it by the people. That's socialism. And now they're 65, yes. 75 years of age, and they're closing the doors on immigrants, which is the same way that their parents came into this country. Yes. Absolutely. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit of passion. I'm a little bit passionate. I have a lot of time to think because it's a seven, eight-hour drive for me to get back to Brownsville, yeah. to get back to East Texas because that's why I went. I went back to East Texas after that. I went across. I came up. I know how to get to East Texas now from Brownsville because I have to go all the way up <laughs> through to get to 45 to come back down another mm-hmm. 80 miles to come. I had to go north to come back down because there's not a straight shot across. I didn't realize that. So, so I had a lot of time to think about this. I'm going like they're slamming the doors on the very thing that created yes. our country. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, it reminds me of years ago, Bill O'Reilly was, um, he was doing his thing, dogging socialism and Democrats and all that. And I forget who it was on. Spin I zone guy? The spin zone? Oh, yeah, the no spin zone guy yeah. who doesn't have a show yeah. anymore because he can't keep his hands off yeah. his coworkers. Um, exactly. <laughs> he yeah. he was doing that whole spiel, you know, against socialism and all that stuff. I think it was Bill Maher or John Stewart who was on with him and pointed out where the town he was from in Pennsylvania, and he said, "You're from there, Levittown, right?" And Bill O'Reilly said, yeah. "Yes." He said, "Your father was a veteran, right?" Yes. He said, yeah. "You do understand the entire town of Levittown was from a mil- from the GI Bill." Created the, to house people, <laughs> it is absolutely socialism, and you're sitting here <laughs> dogging people for getting food stamps. Really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what is wrong with you? But people don't well, well, guys, that, that they to, can I say this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, can I say just one thing? And yes, I sure. say this all the time when I was campaigning for Congress, um, uh, Mr. Senator. I said. We already have socialized medicine in this country. It's called Medicare, Medicaid, mm-hmm. and VA. Yes. <laughs> right. And that's, yes, exactly. that's, that's right. Socialized. So, anyways, exactly. I just thought I'd throw that 100%. in there. 100%. Sure. No, no, you're right. Yeah, and, and there, there are some folks right now that they're saying that, well, we have this, we have this. It works. It's already proven that it's working. And my, well, just, just because it doesn't work all the time doesn't mean that we throw it away. If it's broken, right. I understand people, even in Beaumont, they have to drive the use and they complain about it. But these folks are continuing to age. They continue to get older. They continue to do better. My brother just retired. Thank him for his service. He's a Marine, but he didn't have yes, that transitional period to, to get back into society. They just threw him back into society. So just because something is good doesn't mean that it's great. So we go back and we tweak it. We make it better. Yeah. We don't throw it away. Yeah. Now, why should and I don't throw away capitalism just because there's something that works that you want to label socialism and make it bad until you you utilize it. 
So right. just I want to get rid of the labels. Matter of fact, I almost want to get rid of the Democrat and Republican because these are human rights we're talking about. Healthcare, right. quality healthcare, that's a human right. That's not yes. a right. I mean, in a, in right here where I am, uh, there's so many people on the same program, but yet they talk about it because it's the thing to say now. It's the end that's thing right. to be a Trump supporter. It's, it's mm-hmm. like a clique, a club to be in right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're in the in group. You're 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 not a loser. Yeah. You're not a weenie. Right. You're not a yeah. socialist yeah. or a communist, even yeah. though they don't know what those words right. actually mean. Yeah. They don't oh, have yeah. a clue what they mean. No. They don't have a no. clue what they mean. Yeah. Well, especially since ninety percent of his base is sitting at that mailbox every week waiting for that social security check and you know, then bemoaning uh, socialism. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's ignorance that we have to overcome because now you're on an, it. Now you're on it. It's not only <laughs> right, ignorance, it's in, also something else. Uh, I am a psychologist yes. uh, uh, and, 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 and there's no illness and it's real. And we have to be careful how we deal with yes. it because there is true mental illness that we are dealing with Absolutely. every day. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. we're having to deal with the repercussions of, unchecked, undiagnosed, undiscussed mental illness with Absolutely. huge amounts of power right now. And I don't say that as a joke at all. I don't take mental no, 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 it's real. issues lightly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have to talk about it. And, you know, the, the and, biggest and pose, mental health issue is our sickness of racism around here. And that and puts can power. Can I pose a question? When will please, please. the when will the Democratic Party uh, uh, identify and label the fact that we're in the middle of a, what's called a soft coup yes. into authoritarianism? Yes. Now the Republican Party are complicit in this soft coup, and so uh you know they continue the media continues to report all of this in the context of the old paradigm when that paradigm has died right and so and so when is the democratic party or some of the candidates going to identify what's happening as a uh, authoritarian soft coup because that's what it is right exactly exactly yeah why are they so afraid to call call this what it is. They've been afraid for years, though, because I know probably every one of us on this line has seen this slow rolling soft coup coming for years, for decades. Right. And you know, we could we could call it out. We we just in recent history went through eight years of watching them project all of their sick fantasies onto a guy who was doing none of those things. Calling President Marty, Obama, you know, the Ottoman Empire. He's going to put you in hobbit homes and take your guns and call for martial law. It's everything that they can't wait to be to well, be doing. Well, Martin Luther, well, look here. Martin Luther King said, uh, "Extreme socialism is just as bad as extreme. Extreme capitalism is as bad as extreme socialism. Both of them to the extreme. Oh, of course, are are bad." But what we have to understand, America is this. Look, America, just like every other nation, there is no. There is no 100% pure capitalist uh, right. nation. All the nations have a combination of the different uh, systems. Just like, okay, as an entrepreneur, when I, you know, when I, okay, when I was running my company, 
you know, I could choose to run it as an authoritarian. I could choose to run it as, mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a democracy or whatever. It, it, I mean, it was my choice. And so I'm right. just saying that different people decide different things, but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, to strictly name somebody something communist or or, <laughs> or, 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 or socialist or whatever, that's, that's, that's political uh, yes. uh, menagerie, menagerie. So yes. we have to really, uh, you know, sophisticate ourselves and understand that, that, you know, yeah, mind games are being played, gaslighting, the whole thing. That's right. So we really, but now we do have to, you know, to understand what all that is. But at the yes. same time, Eric, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I ran into a lady when I was getting my car fixed the other day. And so, and so it was to my boat, and, you know, it was, it was like three of us there. So the, the other lady, she was in agreement. And it's one lady, she, she went off about why she don't vote. And so, mm-hmm. and, and so after I heard her for a couple of sentences, I said, well, okay. You know, she kept wanting to talk. I, I said, that's okay. That's okay. But, and, and so, and, and I said to say this, some people, we don't need them both. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like that. Like that. Stay home. Stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to complain. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to carry you either. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's there's some people you're not going to go pick up in the van. No, I'm not going to carry you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to carry you. Yeah. Yeah. You keep not. You keep on voting. Well, and that's the saddest thing because I mean, my gosh. Who was it? Uh, the, Thomas Jefferson. I'm sure many people have said it throughout history, but you know, said that um, an ignorant populace is, you know, I don't, I don't remember the exact quote, but you know, telling us how dangerous an ignorant populace is. That an well, educated uh, populace is ne- is necessary in a voting population in a democracy. But remember, but remember, American voting was set up on land ownership. Right. Now that's the problem. That's the problem. So, so, so you got to understand that that's the foundation of our voting system. So that's right. the foundation. Yep. You know, so so you look at all these other things that happen. Say, well, well, why is that? Because it was founded on people with money was the one supposed that's to been voting. Yeah. So when it's in the DNA, it's a fundamental so now, change so, that needs yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. So now, okay, Citizen United. What is that? Yeah. That's rich people exactly. with all the control. Then you got the electoral exactly. college on top of it. On top of that, yes. electoral college, you know, yes. which was mainly, you know, you started work this last time. Well, last, well, George Bush you started again this time. So you see what the electoral college is. It's not about getting the best result or the best person. <laughs> right. It's about something beyond that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder what that is. It, I wonder what that is. Oh, hmm. <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give everybody three guesses. <laughs> They'll just need two or one. (laughs) I want to let everyone know Dr. Nichols is on with us. Dr. Nichols, your line is open. Jump on in here with us. Welcome. So glad to be with you this evening. Welcome. Glad you're here. Any thoughts on what you've been hearing so far? You have anything for us? Well, I was just thinking about Jeffersonian democracy and kind of playing all that in, but I'm following along and very interested in this. It's just exciting. I've been out at the polls every single day during early voting here in Texas, and it gets more exciting as the days get longer and it gets more heated up. And it's exciting from local politics all the way up. Yes, absolutely. We have such an opportunity. We just have such an opportunity. 
and in particular, um, primary time is always exciting, I think. And I'm not even mad that there are 3 billion uh, Democrats in our uh, presidential primary right now. That doesn't make me mad. I hear a lot of people getting irked about it, but I always think that whoever does end up on top, hope hopefully, uh, will be a better candidate for a tougher primary. And, you know, of course, that's not my political opinion. That's just my, you know, layman's kind of opinion as a, as a voter. I have a totally different political opinion strategy-wise. But we'll see. It is an exciting time, though. You just – I'm going to keep your line open. You jump in whenever you have anything, Dr. Nichols. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Mr. Uh, Cooper I- and Mr. Fleming? Oh, go ahead. May I talk about something that's exciting that's happening here in Smith County that we're doing that we've never done before? Please. Okay. You know how everybody talks about the young people, the young people, they need to come out and vote. What can we do to get the young people, more young people engaged in voting? So Pastor John Walton is running for Smith County Democratic Chair. Well, let me tell you what what he has brought in to play dinosaurs T-Rexes now I want you to visualize this you're going to vote you park your car you turn the corner walking to the polling location and about a hundred feet away from the entrance of the polling location there's a gigantic dancing dinosaur that's waving to you (laughs) and telling you hello isn't that fun hey he's on it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's engaging a lot of people. We have three Absolutely. dinosaurs that are going around to different early voting locations just cheering people on. Oh, that is so cool. That's so next, cool. The next thing that we need to get is food, music, and for Election Day to be a holiday. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It must be a holiday. <laughs> and food and, and food and music doesn't hurt either. <laughs> Amen. And, and Dr. Nichols Dr. Nichols, you forgot to mention that the dancing dinosaur is dressed in John Walton's T shirt. <laughs> oh yes, we had to find it was absolutely the largest size. But it works. Yes, yes. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how I'm so sorry, everybody. I want you to know I have a cat, and she likes my computer. (laughs) So you heard an ADT. Yeah, that was an ADT commercial. Meow, everybody, meow. (laughs) I'm sorry. Please go ahead. (laughs) I, I just wanted to throw that in there. But also... To switch gears a little bit, I want us to analyze our top of the ticket because there's so much conversation all over the place. I mean, from I get text messages from all over America, and not to mention the emails we get from the candidates at the top of the ticket, but people are saying, who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to vote for for president? Help me help so. Can we analyze the candidates that's at the top of the ticket? And Let then I got, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. I'll start with, with Mr. Arthur because he, he's right on top. He already has his candidate picked out. And he's, he's very few because so many people 
are saying, I don't know. They're all so good. I don't know who to select. So go ahead, Arthur. Uh, Miriana, we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the uh, conversation. Um, but basically, you know, my position is, you know, and, and right now I'm speaking strictly as the the black vote in a block. Now, I was telling her earlier that up until before now, black folks, we just voted for the least racist person. You know, we've always voted for racists, right? So that's not a new thing. <clears throat> but we always voted for the least racist person. But now we're actually picking a president. So it's a lot different. So, 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 and my point is again, I've been a lot of mail from Mr. Bloomberg, and uh, and 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 he offend my sensibilities uh, as far as my moral authority and what I'm trying to do for him to roll in with all this money, and you know shake our moral authority tree. I actually don't appreciate it. Uh, uh, you know the way he's going about it. Now the candidates themselves, like Joe Biden, Joe Biden had his had his big chance. During the uh, during the impeachment process, okay, he got beat up and knocked around during that time. When they asked him if he if he would come and testify, he should have said, "Yeah, hold me back," because he knew wasn't nobody gonna come. He knew he had to go, go go no way, but he went, "I'm not going." And then he tried to change it later. Well, you know, he missed again. He missed his fighting opportunity. Uh, then you got like Miss Klobuchar. You know, she wants to go get Republican votes, right? You know, you know her and uh, Mr. Right. Booty Judge. Uh, you know, both of them, they want to they wanna go get Republican uh, votes. Uh, again, Mr. Biden, he thinks he can, you know, get Republican votes, and I think that's a mistake. Uh, Bernie, you know, we found out that Ru- the Russians are helping him, okay, just like they did the last time. That's who they want to run against Trump. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is the only one that don't have the baggage that the other ones have. Uh, her biggest her biggest thing is what? Uh, a Pocahontas? Really? You know, I mean, she's from Oklahoma. Everybody in Oklahoma thinks they're some candy Indians, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and she is, you know, and she is, and she is 1%. <laughs> you know, she's 1% Indian. <laughs> so, right, so, you know, right. People, you know, so I'm just saying, if that's the biggest thing you got on her, now, because, you know, she started that consumer uh, agency, you know, to help yeah. consumers save money. And so, so I, I just believe she can get stuff done. And I think that America's ready for woman president because we voted for one last time just didn't get it so i think that mm-hmm. uh you know so that's my rundown on the candidates uh you know uh, uh you know i'm not you know i'm not including mr steyer because he's kind of like a you know you know he's a good guy candidate but he's not gonna you know he's not gonna be the candidate so that's my rundown on the candidates let me hear somebody else's or you can critique mine <laughs> oh you did that pretty good i tell you dr nichols do you have do you have an exegesis on the candidates? <laughs> and uh, because people are asking us, and they listen That's to our true. shows, and they listen, they're asking us how to eliminate and get down to just one. And I believe, and Dr. Nichols can tell you this, that we look at the number of Republicans that have voted during this early voting, and we look at the number of Democrats during this early voting, and I believe that because they – they don't really know which person to vote for for president, but they're just kind of stalling along the way. Well, we know this is the second week of early voting, and we want people to get out there and go ahead and vote. So many of them are saying, I don't know who to vote for for president on the Democratic ticket. So, Dr. Nichols, do you have any helpful hints for us or anything that you want to say in regards to that? 
Like you, I'm being asked every single day, and the debate is hot, and it doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm, I'm hearing this conversation. I agree with you that even though here in Smith County our Democrats uh, turning out for the vote is up by 200%, we're still wow. not um, we're not turning out the numbers in terms of Democrats the way that we would want. Uh, it's still a 70-30 split between Republicans and um, Democrats at best. But getting back to this, well, there's two ways to look at it. Who's your favorite candidate? And the other way to look at it is who will beat Trump. Yes. Well put. Exactly. And that's yeah. one of the questions that, that were asked. And Ms. Rihanna, I don't know if you have a dialogue on that, but one of the big questions is, which one of these can beat Trump? And then they look at who the number one contender is right now, and then they heard, well, Russia is helping uh, Senator Sanders. So that's mm-hmm. been a turnoff to them. And then they right. feel that he can really beat uh, Trump. So, right. Ms. Rihanna, you have any dialogue with us on that? Well, personally, I, I'm with uh, Mr. Fleming on Elizabeth Warren. I've, I've been a huge fan of hers for a long time. Um, I, I really agree with the moral authority argument that he made as well. Um, you know, and I, I have been thinking of that but just not in those terms for a long time, that all they have on her is this nonsense, racist Pocahontas label that Donald Trump has put on her. And by the way, I understand that. I grew up my whole life falsely thinking that I was Cherokee Indian because my grandmother <laughs> said that she thought she you was. Just so I me, get it. You just made me, You just made me. Because well, it turns I, out I told, it's crow, <laughs> but still. <laughs> well, I, I told Mr. Arthur that we all originated from the same person, so we yes. all mixed up with all kinds of stuff. We originated from Adam and Eve, so we right. all have probably some of everything. So you right. probably do have that, and she probably yeah, my, has some as well. Cherokee. <laughs> well, and by the way, just for anyone who doesn't know, she never – put on any kind of application for any sort of uh, financial benefit or to get a job. She never used that, um, you know, as a box to check for ethnicity. It was a story that was told in her family. And Donald Trump, because he has nothing better, hones into those kinds of things. And anytime he can call somebody a racist epithet, he does. Um, So that's where it came from. But with her, um, the Consumer Protection Agency that Mick Mulvaney has been given full authority to dismantle, that he has been trying to dismantle his entire time in Congress because his biggest donors were money payday loan uh, lenders um, and you know predatory financial institutions. So that's why he's the perfect guy from this Republican point of view to have been put uh, in charge of this agency to dismantle it. They've won cases of I believe it's uh, hundreds of billions of dollars uh, returned to people from predatory lenders. From uh, they changed the rules for credit cards uh, for the 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 print size so that people aren't tricked. 
they've done a lot of good. She has a record of having a goal when she got into the Senate and really striving and fighting for that goal. And that goal had only voters and hardworking people in mind. And so I just think she is a clean candidate. She's smart. She knows how to get things done. And she has a record. Um, but again, you know, I, I'm voting blue no matter who <laughs> at the end right. of the day. But for the, pri- for the primary, I'll be voting for Elizabeth Warren. Okay, good. Thank you for that. And, and, and I guess I agree, I agree with, with her record and all that. I, as Mr. Arthur mentioned, we, we had somebody that was right there. That was Hillary Clinton. And yes. it didn't happen. And so, so some of the people are saying, even though Elizabeth Warren, I think, is a great candidate, is, is what they're feeling, but they feel that they're not going to make it happen for a woman yet. And She can win. She can win. She can win. She can win. She doesn't have the 40 I'm, years of propaganda I'm against her that Hillary had. And Hillary still won by 7 million more votes if you include and, Johnson's and, and, but then, and we also hey, hey, know hey, that hey, a hey, lot hey, of that hey, hey. we also know that a lot of that propaganda was just that propaganda. Listen, Absolutely. And they, and, hey, and they can bring, Go ahead. If a brother if a brother with a name like Barack Hussein Obama <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could get elected in America. And and I'm and I'm gonna tell you I think a I think a woman named Elizabeth Warren can. That's just what I'm saying. Okay, so let me tell you my analogy on that. Uh, I think that this nation was working really hard to try to to make things a little bit better because of the ancestors and the the slavery and and the way that African Americans were treated back then. And let me just share this with you also. I was in Denver, Colorado. At the convention, at the national convention, and there were about 500 Caucasian women that were wearing President Obama's T-shirts. They were a whole organization of women, all Caucasian, and they on their T-shirts they said, "I'm Obama's mama. I can vote for Obama because he is not black. He has a white." Mom. All of this was on their T-shirts, and they were running oh out the street. They were running throughout the streets, saying, "I'm Obama's mama," because his mama was white. Those were their words, and that's all. And even in our hotels where we lived, that's all we heard downstairs at the bar, everywhere. All during, I never will forget. It was like this morning, and so so that that's kind of different because he is. Both cultures. He was African American culture, black culture. He's also Caucasian culture. Mother white, hey, father hey, African. Hey, 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 uh, 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 Shirley. Now you know. Uh-huh. Now, you know. I told you I did my ancestral DNA. Now you know I'm left percent white. So watch yourself now. I, no, no. And that's what I. That's why I, I. That's why I carried us back to who did I carry us to? Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Cooper. I carried us to Adam and Eve. Did I not? We all. Huh? We all that same book. <laughs> That same blood, but I just I wanted to present that because of what right. Mr. Arthur said. Uh, some people. Well, I, I, I think all of you are right. right. I think yeah. all of you are right. Our top three: Biden, Sanders, and Warren. When you look at them, um, 
I, I think the, the, our today Republican Party brothers and sisters have it wrong. They they think mm-hmm. they're going to come over into the Democratic primary and vote Sanders up in order, because they think he's going to lose one. That's why Russia's pushing, because they think he's going to lose automatically yep. to the uh, right? president. But what they don't re- realize is that I've been going across this whole great state of Texas, and the Bernie folks are more on fire and hot now yeah. than they were yeah. even against Hillary Clinton. So, this, and, and let me tell you what they've said in meetings, in, in the club meetings and Democratic rooms, where they can close the door and take the lids off, the hats off, and talk real. Some of them are ready to sit down if Bernie is not your nominee. That's right. I'm telling you. So, and, so, and I'm not, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not sure that they're not as on, that they're more on fire. Then those those base people have never left him. They always wanted and absolutely. him. And and, and, right. But I don't know. I don't know if there's a whole new base of people. I don't know. There's and a whole I'm new base. Only, only on the ones that. Yeah. There's a lot of disaffected Trump voters who are with Bernie now, too. Um, right, the, right. Some of the, the better educated uh, <laughs> Trump voters who just wanted a fundamental change. The time for the right. revolution in their eyes was that time, and it was going to either have to be Trump or Bernie because they weren't establishment. And a lot of them are disaffected and disillusioned by Trump, and they're with Bernie hardcore. Right, and, and then your jolt. I went to the jolt meeting in San Jacinto uh, College, and I, I listened to uh, all the presidential candidates when they came on. And I think Joe Biden made a mistake. Okay, and and I was all team Biden. What, what was that? But mistake? I'm all team. Was, he he sent mistake? a surrogate. He sent a surrogate to the jolt meeting, oh. and yeah. they attacked her and destroyed her because they had issues with her on some. And she was a Latino. And but they had issues with her. So you gotta understand when you go down to McAllen and Brownsville, everything's all almost the same as far as who's running for what. When I saw the 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 the, the, the sheriff, the the constable, and the judge, and it, it, it's not black, white, and Hispanic. It's almost you yeah. know it, it's their own culture. So it, now they're looking at issues better more than we're looking at issues because I think some of us feel biased when like like uh, brother Arthur is talking about. Well, uh, Warren should win and can win just like Hillary won because she's a woman, you know, and, and we got 18 million cracks in the ceilings and, and things like that. When th- that doesn't come into play as much down in, 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 in the right. Yeah, so so these young, bright, intelligent, and I interview them one-on-one almost, uh, uh, youthful people are more on fire, I think, than for You can hear a pin drop almost when they said, and Joe yeah. Biden said it, it's coming in. But when they said Bernie, and we had Mike Bloomberg came on, Scout, uh, 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 Scout, uh, uh, what was Sky? Uh, Sky, I don't know what the young folks using. But anyway, they had him come on the on the uh, Skype. screen live. Skype, they okay. Skype. They had him come on the screen Skype. live. And when when Bernie Sanders came okay. up, they said, and Bernie's walking into the room. The place came apart like it was a, a rock concert. And these folks yeah. are 19, 20, 21 years of age. Yeah. And can I dialogue on that? You're 100 on that. And and this is what the senior people said. The senior people said when when uh, Senator Sanders was speaking and he talked about Medicare for all, 
you know, that said he didn't outline, he doesn't really outline to say if Medicare is going to be paid 100% or it's going to be 80-20 like we have right now, all of that. And then he talked about free college. But when he talks about legalizing marijuana, the senior people said those young students went berserk. And I'm he, telling and, you. And some, of the, yeah. some of them think that that number three is the key. <laughs> now, I don't know. And maybe the free college. <laughs> and, but, I, but I'm just saying that these yeah, that, seniors that, here that, in East Texas, they said, hey, when Curly. he said legalize marijuana, they went crazy. Hey, Shirley, hey, Shirley yeah. that and yes. free college. <laughs> and the free college, that's why I said those yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those, well, he's, those he's talking well. to people who are, are facing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt coming their way yep. in a couple of years when they mm-hmm. get out of college. These people who have been dealing with these horrible policies that, right. um, you know, these conservative uh, economic policies – that that have supposed to be you know rising all ships and trickling down. These are the people who know that that's a lie, and that <laughs> that lie, knowing that lie, yeah. doesn't help them pay their college debt and get their kids right. health care, and you know it it just doesn't. So th- yeah, they're fired up. They are fired up. I think it's going to backfire. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, I it, think it is too. Everybody needs to pay attention to South Carolina, okay? Now, yeah. South Carolina, oh, yeah. for, the last, for the last elections, is where black people have uh, grabbed the candidate that's going to be the candidate. That's been our yeah. M.O. for the last couple presidential elections, uh, you know, uh, uh, an announcement of our newfound power. And that's why I'm saying that. Uh, now, I'm glad Bloomberg ain't on the ticket out there. Because, uh, you know, we don't need to stumble on that one. We need some more time to think about him. So uh, so I'm hoping yeah. that Elizabeth Warren can, can, can you know, can move up. If she can finish second or a good third and, and show some improvement, <clears throat> then I think she'll be in a better position for Super Tuesday people think about uh, going forward who they rich. Because now, you know, the knives are out for Bernie. You know, everybody that's in the front run, they get vetted, re-vetted again. So now Bernie's getting his re-vet. So by the time Super Tuesday yeah. comes, you know, we really know what it's gonna look like. So really it's kind of a toss up. Uh, you know, folks folks you know, folks might look at all of them and decide, you know what? She's actually the least uh risky of all of them. She's not overly yeah. progressive. Uh, right, right. you know, so forth and so on. Right. You know, so she's kinda of right between Bernie and Biden. So right. I think so I you know, so I see her rising on Super Tuesday. We'll we'll, we'll see Super Tuesday. <clears throat> but I'm hoping that I'm hoping I, that I don't see win. us getting it wrong in any one of those three. I, I think we'd be fine. Yeah, I, don't and I think we can win. Yeah, I think we can yeah. win with either one of them. Right, right. Well, I agree. Miss Brianna, I had someone, but I wanted to share uh, this that I um, that was sent to me today. But we have a nine zero three five seven four that's holding. If that person would uh, press one and let us know who they are. Oh, that line's already open. That's okay. Yes, yeah, me, uh, Pastor Walker. Don Walker. I thought oh, that was Pastor Walker. I thought yes. I recognized the number. Doing, <laughs> doing good. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Great. Well, jump in there if you want to jump in. I, while while we're while we're pulling up this information that was sent to me uh, today, uh, Pastor John, we we want to first of all thank you for running 
for public office, and, and so we have two candidates on tonight. So if you want to give us uh, a little exegesis on why you're running or whatever, uh, go right ahead. we got Smith County people listening right here. One of the reasons I want, of course, guys, I love to serve the community, and I've been doing that for quite a while. But uh, when I first started running for this position, I did exactly what all candidates should do. I went out into the public and started talking to the people and talking uh, to all of our voters, asking them what their concerns were. And I started asking them how um, they viewed the Democratic Party and if they were involved or were not involved, why they were involved and why they were not involved. And I got a lot of feedback from the people. I got uh, positive feedback in some areas and negative feedback in some areas. But um, as I began to speak to more and more people, I started to see that there was a big problem. There's a lot of things in Smith County that we want to change and we want to make better. But then as I began to speak to the people, they was like, hey, we're, we're not having regular meetings like we should. Our party is divided. Our voting numbers are low. And they, started, they just started uh, giving me information. So after they would give me information, I would go and I would research. I would look it up. I would look at why our numbers were so low and why our party was divided. And as I uh, got more and more information, it just caused an even greater flame on the inside of me to want to serve even more because the issues that we're facing right now, there is a solution to each and every one of these issues. Um, and as leadership, one thing we have to understand is we have to go out and find the solutions, build the teams, put the people, the proper people in place that can actually handle and get these things done. Now me running for the, for this position it's something that's similar to what I do up under the bridge when it comes to organizing the community and organizing the people. So when I saw that there were issues in place and they have been there for quite a while and the people were not getting representation from the current administration, I said, cool, I can handle that. I can fix these solutions. If the precinct chairs need to be filled, I know how to fill these precinct chairs. And it's not going to take sitting back waiting for them to come to us, but it's going to take us doing the footwork and going out to them. So it was a lot of things that were happening. And when I saw uh, um, um, the change that needed to be there and I saw how many people were actually actively involved and the passions of the community, I was like, hey, I would love to serve you guys and love to serve in a greater capacity to get these problems taken care of so we can have a higher voter turnout. We can uh, change this one color to another color. So it was just the major issues that were there. I knew I could solve those problems, so I decided to go ahead and step up and and, and put my uh, – uh, uh, myself in the ring to go ahead and get these problems done. So that was one of the reasons why, just to serve the community and fix the problems within the Democratic Party to make us stronger in the community and stronger uh, toward what we're trying to do. Great, great. Thank you. And and, and we want to say happy birthday, happy belated Thank birthday uh, to Dr. <laughs> Jen. He had an amazing birthday celebration out there on yesterday evening. And so he had lots and lots of people to come out to say happy birthday, to wish him well and to push him on across that uh, finish line. And so I just wanted to mention that it's, it's your birthday. And, and today's yeah. his actual birthday. Actual, actual birthday, birthday today. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he, I, he celebrated so you, it with the dinosaurs. Yes, yeah. I did. Y'all see my dinosaur <laughs> dance? Yes. Yeah, we talked about your dancing dinosaur dressed in your uh, <laughs> uh, dressed in their costume and had your T-shirt on. So uh, I don't know how many songbirds that we have on tonight, but uh, for those of you that are songbirds, let's go ahead and sing. I, I know uh, probably a candidate uh, Michael Cooper probably has a beautiful voice. Do you? <laughs> oh, we can join in. Absolutely, absolutely. Happy birthday! We can join in. <laughs> 
Okay, let's go ahead and just sing a quick happy birthday. Everybody ready? Pastor yes. John, you can sing happy birthday to yourself because I know you can sing. <laughs> you know I can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and sing happy birthday Stevie, Stevie Wonder, to Stevie you. Wonder version. To you. <laughs> What's Stevie Wonder? Okay, Stevie Wonder version. Go ahead, everybody. I can't let, sing. Let, so let, me, let me get Stevie Wonder. Go ahead and play. Pull us up and we, yeah. <laughs> and we will do a real official happy birthday because yeah, I don't feel like yeah. we have any volunteers coming up. I, I, I didn't hear not one person volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. a one. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead and Let me pull me. that up. Yes, I will. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, well I'll tell you what. Hey, 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 let me ask you a question. Uh, uh, let me ask you a question while we're waiting. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. McKell, I want to be clear. Okay, now, what position is he running for down in Smith County? He's running for the Smith County Democratic Chair the, the, of the okay, Texas had, Democratic Smith County Democratic Party. Okay, is that the same position that those other two people that you had on is running for? Uh, no. Okay. There's only one person. He has. It's a contested race. He has a, the present person who is in office right now. Okay. Okay. He hasn't been on your show. The the, the other guy. Uh, he's been yes. Yeah. He has been on our show. He was on, I think he was okay. on our Monday show. A few times, okay. yeah. Okay, that's what I'm yeah. asking. So he's running against that guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, well I'm asking <laughs> the same, I think I'm asking the same question I'm asking the other guy, which is. That's right. Go right ahead. What, after what we, are you going to do? I'll get you saying happy birthday to him. That's right. That's right. Okay. You okay. ready? Go ahead. Happy birthday Happy birthday myself to sing. <laughs> but happy birthday nonetheless, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Question. You're welcome. Okay, Miss Arthur. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, okay. I'm asking the same question I asked the other guy. Now, you know, vote suppression is a serious thing, especially now it's bad up here in, in Metroplexes. It's real bad down there where y'all at. Uh, what are you going to do from your position to work to alleviate the uh, the you know uh, and dismantle the voter suppression system that y'all got down there that 
that suppresses people's desires to vote. I'll give you an example of some of the voter suppression that's already been happening, how we have combated. Um, at some of the locations that the people were coming to, like the Harris the Building and to the Hub, um, our Republican Party down here, the Republican Party down here, started putting up signs that said, um, a Republican caucus vote here, Republicans vote here at each and every last one of those locations. So when we saw that information, we knew that it was going to cause a lot of the voters who come to think that they did not have the ability to vote at those locations. So we immediately went out and got some signs and put signs up that said, hey, Democrats vote here also. We also wanted to make sure that we put people in position, uh, electioneers outside of each and every one of the locations just to, to help the new voters out. We wanted to make sure that we had election protection in place uh, for anyone so they would actually understand how the election protection uh, pertains, um, who they need to call on, what the numbers were to call in court in case anything that was happening that should not be happening uh, could be done. We also uh, encouraged everybody to go to the local trainings, all of our clerks and all of our judges to go to the local trainings so they can see how the process is supposed to be done down here in this area. It's about educating the people and then putting parameters, safeguards in place uh, to protect the people. A lot of people do not know, and for those who actually know, um, all I did was go out and talk to the people who knew the system, knew how everything was supposed to work. Um, we came together. We started speaking about some of the issues when it comes to voter suppression down here, like uh, in each one of our locations. Um, the Internet would always go out of some of the locations. So we wanted to make sure that we had locations where we would not have those issues. We wanted to make sure we had signage up that represented our party so that when people came, they would not have to go through that confusion. Um, and we keep the communication channel open. We want to make sure that, and we're still doing it, we're making sure uh, that communication is going back and forth on a regular basis. We have group texts that we do. We have Facebook groups, and we just keep everybody informed. We keep everybody, every single person, uh, uh, up to date to what's going on in that moment and then let them know the, the steps that we need to go forward um, in, and to protect the voters here and to get the information out. So it's just coming together, unifying the party, unifying the leaders, uh, and then causing people to step out into those leadership roles to get the jobs done. So that is some of the things that we're already doing right now to protect the people because it's already happening right now. So we're in the field doing these things right now. So that is some of the things that we're doing. And I know there's more things that we can do uh, to continually protect our voters. Uh, yeah, there's just one more question. Vacant precincts here, so I hear y'all got a problem with that down there from, from the other candidate. Uh, do. What do you plan to do to fill those positions and and use those positions to, 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 to energize the vote? You know, should you win? And should you not win, what do you plan to do to help get those uh, precincts here filled? Well, of course I'm going to win. But even if I was not to win, I would still make sure I stay involved with the party and stay involved with the club so that we can get these seats uh, filled. It's about getting the voters out, and it's about having a higher voter turnout. My goal to fill those seats, I want to fill them up within uh, 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 18 months. That's my goal, uh, to actually have a time frame. Instead of just saying I want to fill them, I want to do it within 18 months um, to get all of those seats filled. I've already filled one of the seats myself. I'm talking to two other individuals um, in uh, two different precincts, one's on the south side, one's on the north, um, to see if I can get them involved. But my goal is to use the current technology that we have right now. We have access to all through VAN, access to the emails, access to the phone numbers, and access to the uh, addresses. 
Um, in order to fill these seats out, we do have to contact them. We have to send information out uh, to their physical addresses. We have to make sure we do calls. And most of all, use uh, um, the Internet, use uh, the system that we currently have in place to make the information available, to, to, to educate the people of what precinct chairs do. Hey, guys, you're the guys who are going to come and welcome the new voters in, welcome the new gems to the team. You're going to do meetings um, and just go out and reach out and see who would be interested in filling these positions and then make sure that we have a system in place that when they come on board, we're not going to say to them, well, how come you haven't been involved before? How come you're, we're going to say, thank you for stepping up to the plate. Here's what we need you to do. And then give them direction. This is what you need to do as a precinct chair. Here's the meetings. We're going to stay in constant communication with each other. So I have a plan that we're going to use MailChimp. We're going to use mail apps and we're going to constantly do uh, phone calls to contact the people in those precincts and to find the people who are interested. Right now, we have people who are interested, and they are stepping up, and they're wanting to be uh, in these precinct chairs. I submitted the application to Mr. Tolbert, and after submitting the application, he still has not put the person uh, on the SOS uh, website for that position. Now, according to election, uh, uh, election code 171.22, it says anytime a person comes forward, to be a precinct chair that he is to immediately go in and add them to the site. So the rules are not being followed. I'm going to make sure that the rules are followed, but I'm just going to reach out to the community. Like I do, even with my ministry, let them know that we need them, let them know that we need a, a larger support system and that they are important. And then they can make a change in this city. So I'm going to go out to the people and, and, and talk to the people, have meetings with the community to let them know what our needs are. Outstanding. Is there anything else with that? Fantastic. Uh, Mr. Arthur? Yes, he laid oh, no, it I out. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I would like to add. I would like to add to what Pastor John has said that he is actually doing this. It's happening right now. He is unifying. He is bringing. Democrats together. He is making elections more interesting and more, he's legitimizing the process. So it's not what's, what is, what is he going to do once he becomes, uh, once he wins the election? It's he's already doing it. And we're, yeah. and we're having fun. We're, we're, I tell folks, we're not dealing with politicians. We're dealing with regular people and they want to come to an environment where they feel included and they want to have fun. I mean, we are having fun with the campaign right now. We have dancing dinosaurs at the location where people get to come and take pictures and create memories. Like, hey, I went out there and I took a picture with a dancing dinosaur. That's something that the parents are going to remember. That's something that the kids are going to remember. And they're going to just be appreciative that we were thinking about them and making it a fun environment for them to be in. You know, right now under the current administration, we have a very low turnout. And it's because these seats are not filled. So we're going to make sure it's fun and the people are involved and we're going to just keep constant communication going forward. And we're doing that right now. And I love it. I'm having so much fun. So I'm not going to stop. Awesome. Yeah. Just awesome. awesome. It reminds me of when, when I was a little kid, I always remember for every, even just little local election, every election, 
I would go with my grandmother and or my mom. Sometimes they'd go together. Sometimes they had to go separately, but I'd go with one of them. And it was like I, I got a sticker, and they would talk to me about it, and it was exciting. <laughs> and they would tell me yeah. why it was important. And that seems to be so lost. Uh, right now. So I love this. I really love the, you know, this kind of engagement. It's so important. Thank you for doing it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And that's what we have to do. We have to start carrying these young folk to the polls really early. We have to have them to get out there and help to knock on doors and help stick things in a, in a doorway, door hangers, and they'll remember that. And so if you do that for them early on, I tell you one thing. When they grow up, they're going to remember to go to the polls and vote. And they're not going to vote sporadically. They're not going to just vote for a president. That's right. They're going to vote every single time. Every single time. Yes. And, you know, it's it's, it's completely... It's completely appalling that in 2016, uh, with our primary elections, that 83% of the vote went to the Republican Party and 16% of the vote uh, went to the Democratic Party. 83%. And we got 16%. And it's just like, no one, you can't stand in a position and say, I'm doing a good job, I'm serving the people, I'm honest and I'm full of integrity. When you see these numbers, and I see these numbers, but when they see the numbers, they don't care. I see the numbers, I go, wait a minute, we need to change that. It ain't been changed in three years. Yeah, we need to change that right now, and this is something that's That's serious. That's right. You have to give people something to vote for because those numbers do not accurately reflect. Yes, Texas has become more Republican-leaning, you know, since I lived there, but those numbers don't accurately uh, depict people's feelings on the ground, Correct. what people feel about Absolutely, absolutely. That's right. And, and it, That's right. No doubt. We're, we're just a non-voting state. We're definitely a democracy, a democratic state. We just right. don't, yes. we just vote sporadically. We just don't get out there on a regular basis. Got to give them something yeah. to vote for. Tell them what they're voting for. Mm-hmm. 51,000 people didn't vote. That's 51,000 Democrats that we could have engaged and 51,000 people that we could have inspired, and then they would, if we would just done our, if the current administration would have just done their job and inspired these folks, that 51,000 that stayed at home that said, my voice don't count, or they working two jobs, and I'm just not going to go down there, I'm tired. If we, if the current administration would have just inspired them, and just the passion alone of just wanting them to come out and vote and just make them feel important, they'd have came out and vote. 51,000 people didn't vote. Yes, that's yeah. that's a problem. So we're going to fix that problem. Yeah. We're going to make sure that we get that number decreased dramatically over the yeah. next year, year and a half. And Pastor so John is guy. actually doing that right now. He is bringing in an element right. of respect, something that we saw here with Beto, something that Dr. McKellar brings across um, yeah. as a councilwoman, is the respect for the volunteers, the appreciation. Mm-hmm. And volunteers feel valued then. That goes a long way. Right. That's right. Good. I want I want to throw this in there. I don't. While we were in our uh, tonight, we were in our Black Heritage Month program, and we were. I, I, and while I spoke, I talked about uh, the importance of us recognizing 
our people locally. I, you know, we're, we're supposed to know what's going on around the country and what Dr. King has done and Malcolm X and a lot of the other people uh, that we study about. Uh, but, but I also want us to never forget that we stand on the shoulders of black folk right here in Smith County that, that work to get rid of the yeah. Jim Crow signs, uh, the white only and the colored only uh, signs here. And I, when Pastor John and I were out at uh, the race relations program on Sunday, and he did an amazing job speaking there about his campaign, but I talked about my grandfather and other folks' grandfathers who worked way years ago with with the sheriff's department and William Wayne Justice and Harlan Long to get black folk out of the jails downtown, Tyler. And they would say, we'll put them on the land and let them work or we'll send them to the military. And I think I heard Mr. Arthur talking about a little bit about that early on, yes. about yes. people went to the military when when they could not afford to, to live in their own, own city. Uh, that was their way of making money and making a career for themselves. But we want to never forget uh, of the history in our own communities as we talk about the history across the nation. But, but what I was thinking about was I don't know if you guys got the alert there in uh, Mesquite, right there in Mr. Arthur's area, the little baby Nihilus Crockett. Uh, they it came over an alert that someone had just stolen that baby, a little bitty, beautiful little girl, Nyla. Mm. So we Is there an Amber family. Alert out? There was an Amber Alert. That's what I was uh, saying. There was an Amber Alert. Let me look alert that up, and during, I'll give everyone the vehicle yes, description. Good, good. During the time that, uh, that we were having our Black Heritage uh, program uh, tonight. And that yes. Was, okay. but, uh, 33 why, minutes ago. It says an Amber Alert was issued this evening for Nyla Crockett from Mesquite, Texas. Um, authorities say that she was last seen with her mother, 38-year-old uh, Shernario Crockett. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. At 11 p.m. on Friday at the 4800 block of North Galloway Avenue in Mesquite, she was last seen wearing a gray shirt and blue jeans with black or brown boots. Um, the Texas Department of Public Safety Amber Alert flyer described her mother as a suspect in the case. They have not described the circumstances, and I do not see a description of a vehicle. Okay. Thank you for that. Mm, Okay. So I want to go back to then, uh, and and anybody can jump in. We can uh, bring uh, our candidates in if they so choose to dialogue on this. Because we're looking at the number one person that's sitting in the position on the Democratic ticket right now, I believe that's uh, uh, Senator Sanders. And so some some very political people uh, sent me some material today, and they said to me, uh, don't be fooled. Uh, and, and so I wanted to know what they meant by don't be fooled. And so, um, so they sent me the material, and they, they implied – and they implied that Senator Sanders is not really a Democrat, and that's why they, they had a difficult time in embracing him, and they didn't really know what the term means, democratic socialist. So they went on to say that, and I'm, I'm going to quote so that I don't get it incorrectly. They said that 
it was that he took money from the NRA. Well, they they went all the way back to 1990 and came forward, and I'm looking for it and can't find it. So let me put my name in this and then see if it'll pull up. Um, then they said that he always voted. Uh, I thought that he mostly voted with Democrats, but they said that anything in regards to gun reform and gun control and so forth uh, that he always – and this, this piece was written by Sarah Wood. Does anybody recognize that name, Ms. Rihanna? Do you yes. see the writer? Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, and that, that is so true. She, His, he's from a state where there's a lot of hunting, so he typically has been uh, not voting in line with Democrats on gun measures in general. That's true. But mm-hmm. I do know he hasn't taken money, NRA money, in a long time. He swore off um, special interest money years ago. And um, I do know that he's not someone who's, like, funded by the NRA or hasn't been for a long time. However, um, the mm-hmm. voting record is absolutely true. And he huh. has some questionable votes on uh, – uh, didn't vote for – a few different sanctions measures against Russia and voted against the Magnitsky Act twice. That's right. It's, yeah. Okay. Uh, this this thing says seven reasons why not to vote for him, and then they mentioned that with that Miss Rihanna uh, mentioned, and so I was trying to look to see. I didn't get a chance to read it before I got it just before going to the Black Heritage Program. So. Um, so I didn't get, really get a chance to really read it. So I, it just it went on to talk about it. And then another reason, let's see, it says, yeah, the, um, he voted against the Brady Bill. Everybody remembers what the Brady Bill right. was. And that was in, what was that, 91 or something like that? Early 90s, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 90, somewhere in the 90s that that Brady Bill came about. And then they went on to say, okay, that he voted for the, Charleston Loop hole, and do you get, that was in 2016. You guys remember what that was? Hillary Clinton brought this up in her 2016 race. I remember right. her talking about that, but I can't. It was something about the black churches. If you, I don't remember exactly. I know it's, it's something in regards to uh, that. And then, then they said uh, that Bernie voted to protect gun manufacturers. And that was in 2005, I believe. And then it says that he voted to allow loaded guns in national parks. And supposedly that was fairly recently. And then it said that he doesn't seem to want to discuss gun violence with the fathers of, of gun violence victims in, that, in recent times. And then, so this this sounds like this is a person that is really, that, that put this all together is really Sarah Wood really, really pro-guns. Pro, uh, and then he says Sanders voted with Republicans on many gun bills and didn't seem to want to change his mind until he decided to run for president. And when he decided to run on the presidential Democratic ticket, then he suddenly began to change his mind uh, on, on gun control. But prior to that, he was always with the NRA and the Republicans. Can I ask Candace a question? Both of them. I'm asking the same question. They can answer it the way they want to. Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to say about Sanders. Sanders asked a question before. I want to say about uh, Bernie. 
uh, okay, Bernie, you know, Bernie believes that that uh, if you even the economic um, play, playing field, then mm-hmm. it would basically eliminate racism. Now, of course, you can go to Cuba, <laughs> or somebody else, and find out that that actually don't work like that. Right. Uh, and so, basically, this main problem I have with him. Now, now he did. Now he did better. He went and got some good black people to work in his campaign this time, which he, you know, you know, which he didn't do the last time. But what I want to ask the candidates is... Well, Nina uh, Turner was always out front now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she was the only one, remember? No, oh, you know, okay. Now he got some oh, more. He, he, he got okay. some more this time. Uh, okay, got you. Know, so, you know, so he did improve in that area, but I don't know if his philosophy can change. Uh, but what I want to ask the candidates is that we look at, at these hard choices and, and understanding that, uh, you know, we're actually picking a president. What qualities do you think we should be uh, using to make our choice, you know, about about the different candidates. You ain't got to name a candidate. Just tell us what we need to look for. Uh, don't jump in too fast. Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm give him give him a few minutes to think about it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I am still going to say we've got to look at who's going to be Trump. I mean, yeah, okay, but I'm talking about beyond that. I mean, I understand that. I mean, I, we all want to be Trump, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to be stupid. But I don't want to be stupid trying to beat him. Exactly. And, and then get beat. Exactly. And then get beat up after we look at. And then get beat up after we beat him. Okay. Well, what, maybe we should. I would say they, they have. To. We should be. Go ahead. But I'm asking the candidates. But, but I'm asking, this question for the candidates, though. I'm asking the candidates what qualities do they think we should be looking for within these candidates we have. As far as yeah, you know, they got to name the candidate. Just give us the characteristics that we should be looking for for somebody that they think we should be, uh, you, you know, interested in voting for. That's all I'm saying. That's for well, the candidate. Perhaps they should give us the, if they give us the characteristics of what a good, uh, viable candidate looks like, and then maybe we can say, then we can say, okay, this person fits that qualification. They can give us persons off of the ticket. Because I, I, I have I have the ballot here in front of me, and and there are people who are still on that ballot who who stepped down already, who closed up their um, that that was another thing that was very confusing to people is that they saw Cory Booker's name on there, and all of those people that have already stepped away, and they said these were my candidates. Can I vote for them because their names are on the ballot? But go ahead, go ahead, candidate. We'll we'll, we'll start with you, uh, Senator. Uh, senatorial candidate, and then we'll go to uh, Pastor Jeff. Mr. Michael still on with us, Ms. Rihanna? Um, hey, I got you. Oh, 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 he was muted. He was muted. Yeah, okay, I was muted, ahead. and I was talking. I was talking my ears off too. My own ears <laughs> off because y'all didn't hear me. But uh, yeah, okay. uh, leadership. Leadership is a skill. Uh, and it's a tool that we need to use, and that's what the Republican Party has done. Uh, Donald Trump is not a Republican. Uh, he's Donald Trump. He's for Team Trump. He's not for Team. De- he for years he hung out with the Democrats. He hung out with everyone. They, that's why he knows the intimate details, and that's why he's able to destroy them for his own causes. His own thing. So now the Republican Party has, has gotten behind his leadership and trying to tune him in to get their work done. So, like uh, Arthur Fleming said earlier, is that. Before, we, we voted for the least racist person, you know. So we, we know that all of these folks have issues and, and been, you know, trying to play both sides of the field. 
You know, and uh, a lot of people want to uh, label Bernie Sanders as a uh, socialist and communist, all this other stuff, uh, all these isms and stuff. Uh, but now that she, whoever Sarah is, is trying to make him sound more like Biden down the middle of the ticket. Uh, uh, Senator Harris had a problem with Biden because he didn't jump down from the federal level and help out to the state when there was issues with busing. So, so if you look at all their track records, that's one of the baggage is that you've been around for 30 and 40 years dealing with issues wrongly. Because you didn't realize that in 2020 you're going to be running for president. You weren't living as if you were going to run for president. You're just trying to live. So we need to find a leadership that's going to, that's going to take our issues to Washington, D.C. and get the job done for us. And uh, that means that they may have who's the person, male or female, that's going to get the job done for our causes, our issues. There were all kind of, I think, 11 questions on the ballot. Do you think that uh, we should have fair housing? Do you think that we are, uh, should have the right to work or right to work? Say all those questions on the ballot. These are right. the issues of the Democratic Party. So I'm looking for leadership. Who can carry it out? Yeah, I want to kind of look over my shoulder a little bit. That, that, there's a, uh, a, 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 a mythical bird in African American uh, uh, society. I mean, in an African society. I forget the name of the bird, but it's looking over his shoulders. But the shoulders are squared up forward. The, the the head is turned slightly backwards. We want to be squared up going forward, looking at the past a little while. On a on the windshield, when you're driving, the windshield is large. The rearview mirror is small. Sure, we want to look backwards, but we want to go forward. So we need to find the leadership and bet the person that's going to take out our issues and get them done. And then we're going to hold them accountable uh, once they get that's to right. the other side. Like Brother Arthur said, when we get over there, we don't want to be embarrassed. But it's our job to hold them accountable like the media did when I ran for 2018 uh, lieutenant governor. I challenged yeah. my opponent, and my uh, my opponent said I exasperated him, talked about education, pay raises for teachers. They did the same thing with Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick lied and said $10,000 a year. He said if it's in the budget, I can get $5,000 a year. So my point is this, is that no matter – we use the Republican side to get teach, school teachers to raise. So I did that as a, as a candidate, not even as a person in that position. So imagine if we're doing it on the outside, what we're going to do when we have our own candidate in the uh, White House. We're going to have – it's our job to hold them accountable, just like they're doing with Donald Trump. Okay, well, look here. I'm going to narrow it down there. What else? All right. Two okay. characteristics. What are two characteristics that we should look for? Two. Just give me two characteristics we should be looking for. My, mine uh, mine would be, of, of course uh, – uh, the leadership aspect of being able to create uh, inclusivity so that everybody would feel involved. But the one that's uh, um, more personal for me is diligence. Um, I want some, I want to have someone that's in there that is actually going to follow through with what they say. Cause you know, when it comes to the political arena, a lot of people talk about what they're going to do. And then when they get in there, they do not follow through. So I want to make sure that the individual who uh, captured that position has that diligence. Like I give you an example. When I met Miss McKellar, Miss McKellar didn't talk about what she was just going to do. She went out there and said, this is what I'm going to do. And then she had the diligence in place to actually follow through and get it done. So anyone that we put in position, they must be diligent. They must be. They don't just, I don't want them to just come out here and give us talking points about what they desire to do or the pie in the sky. I want them to say, here's the issue. Here's how we can fix the issue. Here's a solution to that problem and then diligently go to get that problem resolved. So diligence is very important to me that they follow through with everything that they do. That's an important characteristic. Thank you, Pastor Jim. Yeah, that's cool. 
Yeah, that was that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that because it, it's always I maintain and continue has always been my thought that that people who decide to run for office should have already been out there doing the work to begin with in the first place. Amen. Amen. That's right. You want to know what the community needs? Be active in the community. Listen to the people in the community and then uh, put infrastructure in place to actually do it. And there's a lot of people who want to step up into those positions and they're willing to be diligent. They're willing to put the time in. They're not getting paid to do nothing, but they're so diligent and they're so focused that they put the time in day after day and they don't stop. That's how you build a powerful team, and that will also show the, lead, the, the, the qualities of that person. You know, we, we don't want a hired hand in, and when the hired hand get in the position, uh, as soon as a little trouble comes, they run, and they flip-flopping, and they not standing firm. We want somebody who's going to stand firm and say, this is what is right, and this is what needs to be done, and then have the ability uh, 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 to actually organize the people and bring the people together to get the job done. Because there's a, there's a lot of smart people out there. There's a lot of educated people out there. There's a lot of people out there who have the skills that we need. But as a leader, we have to look at the people who will fit best in those positions, put them in position, empower them, and then support them to do what they're supposed to do. And that follow-through of just being a leader who follows through and gets the job done, that is a quality that many people don't have. But when we find somebody who has that quality, support them with everything you have so that they can get the, the problems done. Yes, good. Thank you. Very well said. Word. <laughs> yeah, and that, that leads you to integrity, too. I mean, you, you need a leadership that has integrity, yeah. and we don't have that right now in the White House. Uh, and so we want to bring that back uh, to the forefront Uh just, just like you say earlier, uh, where's the moral voice? Where's the moral authority? We need that. And uh, it, it, that's me. I heard one person say it. Uh, they got this new thing now, black Republicans. Uh, we don't need a prophet in the White House. Well, but we also don't need a liar, a thief, and a <laughs> someone that's misleading the public, you know. <laughs> so we need, we need integrity. We need integrity. We need to bring that back to the forefront. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Very well said as well. Sound like everybody's thinking right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're trying to figure out which candidate is going to do that. We're trying to figure out which one is the closest to what you what y'all just said. Let me see here. <laughs> I'm with Elizabeth. I'm with Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> like I think about that well, diligence I, I, and follow through. <laughs> Well, tonight, I think so far, if you took a straw poll of all of us tonight, and I think we all lean in, uh, if you had to say candidate one, two, or three, and the top is leading on Biden, Sanders, and Warren, I think the box that's checked uh, across there would be Warren would lead. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, uh, that I, either one would work. So the thing that I don't want to do is uh, the people in these states that walk away from anyone else's listen, walk away from this, that we pick a candidate for them. We pick the candidate you, you thinks best for you and thinks best for the United States. But at the same right. time, though, uh, we, we have to check the boxes off. And if they, and if certain one of these check the boxes off for you, that's great. But we can't go sit down because our person didn't win. We have to vote. We have to yes. get out there. We have to get behind them. That's the key. Yes. That's it. 
That's it. And not to oversimplify it, but that's why I keep saying I'll vote blue no matter who. Like I, I, I right. don't at all mean to oversimplify <laughs> it, but yeah. it, it really honest to God, every person on that democratic stage. And I do mean every person will be a far uh, better uh, yeah. administrator, human being, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leader, uh, far more competent, um, and far less corrupt. I don't care right. how corrupt they may end up being. There's no way they can top what's going on now. Uh, we're That's in a cool. crisis, <laughs> and any we one of these people <laughs> will be better than him. <laughs> well, you know, Rihanna, Rihanna, look, you know, that you, we talked about this before. As we go forward, we're coming to a new reality. A new reality is going to right. show up. And, and, and basically what we need to decide is which one of these candidates can bring a new reality. Who's talking about That's a new it. reality? Yes. And, yeah. and, and, so, and I don't want to be so bamboozled into uh, anybody but Trump that I abandon my moral authority, abandon my reason for taking the candidate. So I'm just saying that there's a, that there's a, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, we've got to watch out for a little bit of, Bamboozle man in that too, so we really got to oh, stop that's and right. About. I I agree. I up? agree with you, and, and because mm-hmm. I, I hear people saying anybody but Trump, but yeah, I get that and I understand what they're saying, but also right. but we have to have somebody that we know that we want to represent yes. us in the highest position in the ne- in the world. Really, yeah. even though even though that position uh, comes with limited. Limited, and let me say that once again, limited, and and the real power in this country stands with the Congress and the Senate, and we got to keep that in mind. But but that person represents the whole world, represents the United States in front of the entire world, and that's why it is such a powerful position. So we got to make sure that we have the right person in that position that's representing us. Right. Uh, and and, and well, I agree. Integrity. That, oh, go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. No, I'm just. Well, I, go ahead. I just wanted to point out that the mess that President Obama had to clean up, the, the moral authority, the integrity, yes. um, you know, the, the lack of corruption, the lack of scandals, um, the, you know, just being a good role model, just across the board. He, you know, he had to do that cleanup job. Not just anybody could have done that cleanup job. We have another cleanup job to do, so it does matter. I, I totally agree with that. And I'm sorry, I didn't. And that's one just one thing about look here, and that's want y'all just look at this. Bloomberg is op, is operating a campaign of fear. That's what he, he's that's running right. a fear campaign. Uh, and I'm telling you, right. he's running. You know, he's scaring people. I'm the only one who can yeah. beat him because I got all this money. That's what he's saying. Forget about what he said. Forget about what he did. <laughs> he made that real simple and play, huh? I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I've been getting communication from him. I'm the only one who can beat this man because but I'm he, just but like not, it. But, 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 Mr. Arthur, he's not the only one that's saying that. Right. Elizabeth Warren is saying that. Uh, Bloomberg Biden is saying that. Campaign. Sanders yeah. is saying that. They're all really yeah. saying that. So yeah, that, yeah, but Elizabeth Warren ain't got we, now. Eddie here, money is speech. Money is speech. And Elizabeth no, no, Warren got four hundred million dollars. Not the money part. Behind not her. The whoa, 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 whoa. That's what I'm talking. Well, it, well yeah, I know, but that's no, what but I'm, I'm talking I'm, about. The I'm money part. About, but, but I'm talking about the statement is that I'm the only one that can beat him. Uh, Bloomberg is not the only one that's saying that. They're actually. Oh, no, the, no, no, well, no. Well, that's what you're supposed to say. 
now what I'm focusing in on, I'm saying I'm saying that his campaign, he's running a fear campaign. That's what I'm saying. He's scaring people. That's what he's doing. He's scaring people. And so I, I listened to some of the early folks that they was interviewing in South Carolina. You know, basically, you know, they kind of like, you know, hey, okay, you know, we need a bad boy to be the bad boy. And I'm just saying that that's based or, or on fear. Or some say right. we need money to beat money. That's what some, some are saying. And then, yeah. and, then right. the, and then I want to analyze this because because I thought it was disavowed, and that was that Democratic Socialism Party, because that was actually a party. Uh, of democratic mm-hmm. socialists, but and it started like in the nineties, somewhere in there, late nineties. I can't remember exactly, but then I thought it was done away with. But now we're here today. All we hear with the media is uh, is the democratic socialist. Uh, so where did that because come that's from? The campaign, because that's the campaign they're gonna run against. And then, and then look here mm-hmm. with Bernie Sanders. Not only are they gonna call him a socialist. Socialist, right. they're gonna all of a sudden he's gonna be a Jewish socialist mm-hmm. <laughs> because he because he calls himself a socialist. So it, yeah, so but they the yeah, they gonna call him a Jewish. Did not socialist. attach so that to him. He attached it to himself. Yeah, well, they gonna attach a Jewish part when we get to the uh, uh, final run if he's a candidate. Right. Well, well, we second, do second. remember. Do we remember John F. Kennedy and what was speaking of religion? What did they say? When John F. Kennedy was running, well, well, we can't have that Catholic up there, right? Right, you right, right. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. 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 right. And I'm saying that's right. be a part. I'm saying that's gonna be a part of the campaign. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And then who was the guy from Utah uh, about what four years ago or so? That wasn't Mitt Romney, was it? Who was that? Uh, that was that was the, Romney, uh, the, the Mormon. Mm-hmm. Romney. They couldn't have a yeah. Mormon. That was an issue with Mormons. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, they, they yeah. But also to your yeah. your point, I think what was happening with Bloomberg, because like uh, Dr. McKellar was saying, is that they're all using the fear tactic. But the difference is that yeah. uh, uh, Bloomberg is he got five hundred million dollars. Got the money to back it up. <laughs> yeah, so we're hearing it more often. We're hearing it more often. So so he's embedded in our in our psyche now. Exactly. Right. Popping up on my and we team. know Trump is going to use that tactic too. We know Trump is going to use the fear tactic. The Republican Party going to use that, exactly. and they're going to use a whole bunch of name calling, trying to. Exactly. Uh, uh, so we have to have somebody who has the ability to combat that because we know he ain't going to change his tactics. It worked to get him in there, nope. so he's just going to keep That's the right. tactics going to stay in there. That's we it. We need somebody with moral authority. Ah, That's it, does. <laughs> 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 that listen, let me Which, tell you what. Moral authority means nothing to Trump. You got to remember that one too. Moral authority ain't for Trump. That's who is for. So you. So well, we already know God has already legislated morality, right? So we don't need to legislate that for Him. It's already out there. But for know, immoral rascal. Uh, he doesn't understand morality, so you're wasting and exercising fertility to even try no, to deal not for with him. him. It's not for yeah, he him. don't understand. Not for him. It's not directed toward him. The the martyr we talking about is not for him. It's not directed toward him. Right. He is. He 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 he, he is not the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's got a pretty strong audience out there. It looks like I don't know. But anyway, can you imagine these these people, these people that we have in Washington, D.C. that works for Trump, they don't work for us, they work for him. They have have thrown everything out the window 
to stay right there with that guy. I'm waiting for yeah. him to uh, to say, uh, what's the one that got convicted today? Uh, Ep- uh, whatever Harvey Weinstein. Name. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, 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 now, if he pardons Harvey Weinstein, I'm finished. I'm just finished. <laughs> and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm already finished. I'll be finished again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you already finished? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, listen, guys, we're getting really close to the end. You guys have been amazing. I just want to take this few minutes opportunity to reflect a little bit on the uh, uh, Kobe and Gigi and all of the the people that were killed in that crash today uh, a few weeks ago, as you already know, that they had a beautiful memorial on today. And I was videoing that thing, and it got so heavy, I had to end. I had to turn that off. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't listen, or I couldn't see it anymore. And I mean, it was just, it was just really too much. So uh, yeah. to see those big, tall, six, seven, however tall those those yeah. basketball players are shedding those tears, and and seeing that yeah. mother and wife there weeping. Listen, we better act mm. like that. Every day is our last, and we got to love one another like we know we've been taught to do and live the best life and the life that is expected of us uh, every single day because we don't know where the end is. And who would have thought that that young man, that young, how how old was he? 41. 38? Oh, 41. No, 42 or something like that. Right. And that young wife, 37? Yeah. So that's that's near Pastor John's age. So yeah, Bob. What did yeah? Yeah. A tragic tragedy. I mean, but it was a beautiful ceremony, was it? I mean, yes, he had Alicia Keys, and we. I mean, Kobe Bryant guy. You know, Beyonce. She opened it up. She was fabulous, and she looked beautiful. And the wife is a beautiful young lady, Vanessa. I mean, just. Just hurtful. That's all I can say. It's hurtful. So I just wanted to uh, to mention that and us to keep a positive prayer thought out for all of those families that lost those loved ones and that plane. That the, the irony of this whole situation is, I as, as someone uh, put it on social media, I think, or somewhere I read it, that that morning before they got on the plane. Uh, Kobe and his daughter went to Mass. I guess they're Catholic. They went to Mass before they got on the plane. And so you could just see them. uh, I mean, can you imagine him there with his daughter trying to console on their last hour in that plane and all of those people and what they must have been going through and what they must have felt uh, as that plane was going down. Yeah, that's and such a loss oh. of leadership. A plane oh full gosh. of real leaders. A plane well, full of real leaders. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I try to focus on the fact that he he died he, he died a happy man. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's a good thing. Having awful. having done an awful lot for a lot of people too. Yeah. In a short in a short period of time, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes yeah. people have to live really fast. I think about my 19-year-old grandson and mm-hmm. how brilliant this young man was. Spoke six, Miss, Miss Brianna knew it, spoke six languages. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could do, wow. like my father, he could do math in his head. 
uh, any kind of mm. math. I mean, he would help tutor young folk. He was in his third year of college at Temple University, uh, had wow. bought his first piece of property uh, there in mm. northern yeah. Philadelphia. I mean, he was amazing. He was just too smart for his own good, but he had to live life, wow. life really quickly right. because his life was taken away. Some people have to pack it in. They're too big they for this pack body. It in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly Malda did, who I mean, who, you know, we love animals in this family, but to have my grandson being mauled to mm. death by a pit mm. bull, I, I almost yeah. didn't rescued, yeah. look, I, yeah, I can't deal with animals anymore in that way. Uh, I can't own, I can't own one anymore. But, mm. uh, but anyways, I just, I just wanted everybody to just think about that family and, well, and but Dan did a great job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she humanized him. You know, she talked about how he was a father, worried about yeah. the kids from uh, school. I mean, he, he, you know, mm-hmm. he's an everyday father. You know, he retired yeah. from being this yeah. black mamba to being an everyday father. He worried about yeah. being late right. to pick him up that's from right. school. You know, so that 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 that's what did it for me today. It was that she she touched yeah. on things that we all did as fathers that's growing. The truth. You know, that's the raising truth. the family. That's the truth. You know? That's it. So I love yes. what I love that God gave her the strength to do that. Oh, yes. absolutely, absolutely. People travel from all over the United States to be there for that. Uh, we have people from right here in Tyler, Texas, that flew out uh, to wow. be there for that memorial. Yeah. 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 So he impacted a lot of lives, didn't he? Not. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. A lot of lives. Well, Miss Liana, you can get ready to pull our song forward. We also lost yes, uh, one of our dear uh, sorority sisters. She was the 21st uh, national, no, I should say international uh, president, uh, the late Miss uh, Faye Bryant. She was the deputy, um, let's see, what was that position? Uh, deputy superintendent of Harris County, uh, H.I. In, what is it? Houston Independent School District. You may know know that name, um, Archie. You may know the name since you're your sorority sister, but uh, but Mr. Michael, you may know that name as well. But she, What's she her name? served in. Her name was Miss Faye Bryant. She was the deputy Faye superintendent Bryant. of Houston Independent School District for years. Yes, yes. Okay. She was yeah. uh, and then we know. Yeah, we know uh, B. Smith uh, passed away, and then uh, our yeah. other sorority sister, uh, Catherine mm-hmm. um, Johnson, who was the mathematician for the uh, for NASA and the astronauts when they wow. first went to the moon, uh, passed well, away. Passed. And then oh, okay. she, yeah, she did. did. She was 101, and she passed okay. away. 101, that's all 101. And then, and B. Smith, you know, everybody knows B. Smith. Uh, we've eaten in her restaurants uh, in New York. Right, and she was the fashion model and just a gorgeous lady, only seventy years of age, passed away. And then, and then the good times, the lady that wrote—I can't think what was her her stage name—but she wrote the uh, the jingle for Good Times. Oh yeah, you know which the, one I'm the uh, neighbor. She, she passed away. The yeah, neighbor. she passed yeah. away. Yeah, Janet Jackson's that. mother, as we call her. <laughs> yes, there mm-hmm. you go. There you go. That's exactly yeah. right. So, okay, Ms. Rihanna, we're ready. If anybody else has any final comments, uh, I'm sure that, that 30 seconds uh, we'll hear from uh, Pastor John quickly, and then we'll hear from uh, Mr. Cooper quickly, and then we'll end our show for the evening. Go ahead quickly, guys. Website. All right, guys. Pastor John, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Pastor, Pastor John, John Walton here, guys. If you would like to get more information about me, you can go to my website, which is vote the number four pastorj.com, and uh, we we we're asking for your support. We're asking for your vote for everyone that's listening. Uh, please feel free to contact us at any time. Okay. Michael Cooper, candidate for United States Senate. Uh, go to cooperfortexas.com. Uh, you'll see everything we have there, push for education and health care for all, but we have to fix and uh, repair affordable health care right now. Very good. Man, don't forget, we're in early voting here in the great state of Texas. It's going on every single day. And I, Dr. Nichols, it's tomorrow till 5 o'clock. Is that right? 8 to until 5 tomorrow? 7. Until, until 7. Okay, seven. <laughs> wonderful. So 7, 7 in the morning to so 7 in the evening. So if you haven't voted, get out there and vote. If you need some instructions, call uh, any of us station, and then we'll be able to help you out. Thank you so much. May God bless you, and thank you for joining us on Marvelous Monday. Ms. Rihanna, it's all yours. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh.
every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be ours Clarence Thomas. 
On the 2020 front, we are entering a critical eight-day period now. Tomorrow night, Biden, Bloomberg, Buttigieg, Sanders, Warren, Klobuchar, Steyer will all debate in South Carolina. Saturday, the South Carolina primary. 72 hours later comes Super Tuesday. Another way of putting it, this is the last debate before Super Tuesday. At the Nevada caucuses, right now leading with the most delegates. Trump runner status, of course, brings a whole new world of scrutiny. That includes his sit-down interview with 60 Minutes worth. Advisor, Peter Navarro, the White House Trade Advisor, and other White House, loads attention to 
and top GOP donors are paying close attention to this because they see the stock market, the Dow Jones Industrial Average being around 20, 29,000 is central to the argument they're making that suburban voters this fall. But more important right now for them is making sure they're getting information from China. But this has not been a coordinated response at every level, and there are many challenges within the administration and with global partners. Shannon Petty, please veer us into um, hard knuckle politics, if you would. Uh, the White House reaction, what they make of the current state of the Democratic race. So it seems that there's an increasing acknowledgement that Bernie Sanders could likely be the nominee. I mean, I think all of us are are, are just sort of seeing that path. And assessment where a lot of people are starting to game plan and talk about a scenario where uh, you are facing a Sanders nominee. And while, uh, you know, there has been a lot of salivating among Republicans and the president's allies about what that could mean because they see Sanders policies as alienate those moderate suburban voters, female voters uh, that were so crucial in the last election. Uh, there is definitely a be careful what you wish for uh, uh, tone and vibe that you get when you talk to people about Sanders. Because for all of his policy flaws, they see a lot of personal strength in him. Um, and, and I, you know, to the, you know, that comes with authenticity, uh, ability to build a base a clear brand and a clear message where you know where he stands. And, you know, I, he got so much criticism for that 60 minutes interview, but in a way, um, it is him continuing to um, stand by what he believes and what he has stood for. And if you look at Trump as a model, that is something that voters have shown they are, they appreciate and they value in a candidate. You might not always agree with them, but at least you know what they stand for, and at least they have a, a core set of ideals that they follow. So, um, some nervousness and, and a, a bit of a wild card here, definitely. It, it's not going to look like your uh, 2016 race if you have a Bernie Sanders as a Democratic nominee. And back up to you, Robert Costa. Uh, forgetting about the Republicans for one moment, among the Democrats you have on speed dial in your phone, they rate to this dramatic rise of Bernie Sanders. To the growing realization within the Democratic Party, we wrote about it with Phil Rucker on today's front page, Senator Sanders represents an ascendant left-wing movement that could move in the coming weeks and months sort of take over the Democratic Party, a revolt against the centrist, the donors.